The Distraction, hosted by former Deadspin writers Drew McGarry and David Roth, is a new sports podcast coming from Defector and Stitcher. Join the guys and their guests as they break down the week in sports while addressing their fair share of off-the-field issues. Whether it's discussing NBA players getting testy in the bubble, Bill Belichick cutting 80% of his roster just to keep himself interested, or horrifying takes from sports talk radio that need to be broken down, Drew and Roth are ready to serve you some hot sports action. But do stick around for a few extra distractions. You deserve them. Listen and subscribe to The Distraction, a Defector podcast, right now in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Maybe I'm Casey, maybe I'm Casey, maybe I'm not. All right, very exciting to have Xavier Woods on the podcast with us today. Uh, third year safety for the Cowboys. Yep. yep. Um, you are from Monroe, Louisiana. I am from West Monroe. West Monroe, excuse I'll, I'm me. I'm going to let y'all have it the whole West, day. West Monroe. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. What, this, I'm going to let them have it the whole day. I'm not yeah. familiar with uh, Monroe, West Monroe, uh, Louisiana, but I love New Orleans. I'm going this weekend. I think we talked about it on the herd mm-hmm. earlier. Yep. Uh, have you spent a lot of time in New Orleans? Uh, other besides football games, no, not really. No, because it's, it's like four hours away. Yes. So people do this with me because I'm from Pittsburgh. So they'll be like, "Oh yeah, like so, like do you like the Eagles?" I'm like, mm-hmm. no, not really. No, yeah. because that's four hours away. The, the, Pittsburgh has a whole team. We won Man, matter, like six championships. Matter of fact, it's, it's like not, <laughs> Dallas and New Orleans is the same distance from where I'm from. It's like four and four from right. Dallas, and so it's broken up. Fans like Dallas, fans like New Orleans. Growing up, I was a Titans fan. Steve McNair is my favorite player. Okay, okay. Uh, and then Vince Young. So are you happy? Well, I mean, obviously, you guys. Not now. Right. Not but now. no, not, you're not, not even rooting for them a little bit? Uh, maybe a little. Okay. A little bit. Little snaps. Little snaps. <laughs> little snaps. <laughs> little, little snaps. Don't, don't tell anybody. Little snaps. Um, well, look. Okay. So full transparency, I picked the Cowboys to be in the Super Bowl this year before the season. And <laughs> the Chiefs. So, you know, Chiefs still alive. But I really thought that you guys had – I thought you had the talent, your Super Bowl level talent, mm-hmm. and you know you started out great, but kind of went through a little a little rough stretch there. In your opinion, what was? I don't know if you can ever point to one single factor, but if you can like button up the season, what went wrong for you guys this year? Uh, but we did have the talent. We did have the talent. Uh, we believe we did have the talent. Uh, we're just gonna put it together. Uh, we're just gonna overcome uh, adversity. When we get down, we were down. And right. We never came back, and when we were up. We were up. So as a team, like we could never overcome adversity. I mean, we were we we're young. Uh, I point to that as a reason, uh, and it was just on us. The onus is on us, not just on the coaches. Uh, I mean, I said earlier, uh, Coach Gary was our leader. He was our coach, so he's going to get most of the flack for us losing. But some of the players too. He he didn't go out there and lay egg against. Uh, the Bears right. or lay our egg against um, the Jets, which I believe was our worst loss of the year, was the Jets. Uh, we win that game, then we make the playoffs if the season goes high win. Um, so, yeah, it's on, it was on all of us. Just going to put it together. Well, I think also with Garrett, Garrett had been there for, what, 10 years? Yeah. So it was, it, I don't think it was necessarily this particular season. It was mm-hmm. just kind of reaching a breaking point in the way that the season went kind of affected that. And we all knew what the – we all knew it. If we didn't make the playoffs, we went to Super Bowl. What was going to happen at the end? Yeah. Uh, so you kind of had that feeling in the in the building, like if yeah. It that last happen. game, that last game, definitely the last game. We was like, we win this, Eagles win. We are gonna have a new head coach. Uh, if we don't, I mean, if we make the playoffs, 
that's kind of a sticky situation. You make the playoffs, you fire the coach, you yeah. Add, win the Super Bowl, of course he's going to stay. Right. Of course. No, I felt like that too towards the end of the season. It was like a Super Bowl or, or a bust yeah. for Garrett. What's that feeling like? Because you, like, obviously very much like Garrett, mm-hmm. and he drafted you, mm-hmm. so you have some loyalty to him there. So what, what's that feeling like? Like knowing, obviously it's not all on you, but like collectively in the locker room, what like knowing that the coach is going to get fired. Oh, this is my first one. I mean, some guys in the locker room, this is, I mean, they've been on different teams. Right. So, so it's been it's different a, coaches and yeah. stuff, so it's common. But this has been my first one ever, even in youth football, switching coaches, uh, getting a coach fired. It was kind of – it was tough uh, to see because he has feelings. He's a man. Right. Uh, that last week, you could just see the expression. He wanted it so bad. Uh, then the last meeting that we had, the team meeting, uh, you could just tell he was hurt. and You could just tell that he knew the, what the inevitable was. Uh, he was going. Uh, it was kind of like his farewell speech. And he was emotional. He was emotional after the game when we found out the Eagles had won. And uh, it kind of saddened us, too. It definitely saddened us in the locker room. And we just kind of, but we knew. We knew. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's rough because there's a there's obviously a human side to sports. And coaches especially, I mean, every coach gets fired. It's mm-hmm. just part of, the, yep. it's part of the deal. And that's why I try really not to – not to call for coaches to get fired because mm-hmm. I think it's a bigger uh, – to me, I don't look at the coaches unless it's very obvious, like, all right, this guy's just not qualified. Mm-hmm. He's not getting it done. Like, the team is a disaster. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, like, I felt like Freddie Kitchens, like, obvi- that was not a situation that was working. That's not, like, <laughs> entirely an indictment of Freddie Kitchens, but, like, there's – you got to come in and command the room. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to come in and command a group of men and keep this under control. Which is tough. Right. Which is tough. Which is, right. And, and you got to command respect. But I didn't. It's not just the coach that's getting fired. Like, there's assistant coaches, and there's everybody. Except for, <laughs> there's everybody got fired. A except for department, two. and there's coordinators, mm-hmm. and like this, like there's a whole bunch of people that are getting fired when a head coach is getting fired because you, the new guy comes in and wants to bring their people. Of course, like mm-hmm. the purpose of firing a coach is to reset yep. and you know start new and bring in new energy. So I, I, I get that. It's, it's, it's been an emotional experience, especially for someone that drafted you. Did you So you haven't met Mike McCarthy yet? I haven't, I haven't been in the building since the what's, last What's exam. the reaction to him in Dallas? He's a winner. And the stories that I've heard, I mean, I've talked to some Packer players uh, before. He's a great coach. Uh, we're going to love him. Uh, he's going to treat us right. He's going to – he knows how to treat players. knows how uh, – I would say one thing. Our practices were, were hard. Like they didn't, they didn't tone down at under, all under JG, under JG. Yeah, they didn't tone down at all from training camp to um, to the end of the season, and that was one thing that we kind of had. It was kind of a conflict to where man, we're practicing so hard at the last game of the year or two games to the year to where we're having fresh legs, and it's tough. It's tough on the other teams. Was that always consistent, or was it was consi- that's consistent? It's okay. consistent, but with the way elite has changed. You have to update your system. You have to be able to say, okay, we got to rest our guys some way, somehow. We have to find some way to rest our guys or give our guys a break on the practice field or not, no padded practices. Let's go through a walkthrough. Uh, and that's one thing that needed to change. And uh, I mean, stories I heard from uh, from McCarthy, uh, he does that. He knows, the, I mean, he's bringing analytics, so hopefully uh, kind of likes to practice a little bit towards the end. I understand that you need hard practices. Right. Towards the end, man, we're we're basically jogging out there. <laughs> no, that's a, that is a review that um, Mike McCarthy has got. That when he came in, he was very like 
and then he was adjusted mm-hmm. because he spoke to like the leaders on the team and it became more of a partnership with between him and the players i think what, what happened with mccarthy and the packers really was just between him and aaron Rodgers. and yep. like, we can't practice like that's what it is we can't practice like the 90s we can't practice like that yeah Throughout the whole entire year, you can't practice like that. No, it's not. It's not sustainable. No. Um, what about Dak Prescott? Because I personally love Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. I think he's a winner. I love his intangibles. Um, I think he should get paid, and I think Definitely. he's the future of the Cowboys. And it's kind of weird to me. Like certain things are just weird. We'll get to another mm-hmm. weird thing in a minute. But like, it's weird to me that people still don't think that Dak Prescott is the franchise quarterback of the Cowboys. I don't understand why. I, I don't really don't understand. Um, I mean, he led the team to what fourteen and three, I think, whatever it was. He's won a playoff game. Uh, they just want to see a Super Bowl. Cowboy fans are are tough, toughest fans of any team. So if they haven't won a Super Bowl. It's it's not my quarterback. Well, if he's not Tony Romo, it's not my quarterback. <laughs> Tony Romo is the beloved son. Yes, I don't. I well, I'm not a Cowboys fan, so, and I don't have to answer to them. I don't. I've never understood. Uh, I mean, Tony Romo, excellent broadcaster. Um, and it was a good quarterback, but like the insane, like the idea that they were going to bench Dak Prescott for Tony Romo. I'm glad we got past that. That was a rough time for us. Um, okay. So you, so you like Dak and Dak mm-hmm. is the guy. Yeah, that's what is he guy. like in the locker room? Like, is he like you said, like it's hard to go walk into a room and command a group of, mm-hmm. of guys. Like what is, what does that take to be able to do that? Uh, first thing out being an alpha dog, but not being the rah, rah guy that you see uh, in public, but being a guy that you know that if we go in the war fight, he gonna be there with me, no matter what. If camera's not involved, so we lead. I mean, we follow, follow his lead, uh, his word when he speaks. He has our attention. Uh, he has the command of the room when he speaks, and he shows by his actions as well uh, how he prepares, how he's in first one in, last one out, and uh, it's just what he brings to the table. I mean, he's a quarterback, so as a quarterback, you're basically obligated to be a leader. Basically, your responsibility is to be a leader. You're the quarterback of the uh, team, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. You've got a big, big, big onus on your shoulders. Right, which is why I think he's done an incredible job, especially as a fourth. So much, so much flack that he gets, and he just brushes off and just keep playing and just keep winning. Does is it ever get annoying? Like, is there a guy, maybe not even just with the Cowboys, just like throughout your career, there's somebody who's always trying to give like a big rah rah speech. Or do like the extra fired up stuff, and you guys are kind of like, all right, like chill out. <laughs> like, uh, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need you to hype me up. Uh, you yeah, don't have to yeah, name him, but yeah, like, we got a guy. We have a guy. We have a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a guy. You're like, man, I'm like, I'm chilling right now. I'm just and trying you, to get my socks right. You all know who it is, but we, we have a guy. <laughs> That's the crazy part. We, I joke. You all know who it is, but I joke. He's going to say at least five cuss words in two sentences. That's going to be his thing. Five cuss words in two sentences. That sounds and, like me. But I'm not trying to do that while I'm hyping somebody. Oh, no, it's going, to be, it's going to be at least five cuss words <laughs> to get us hyped up. And then you bring, and then you can tell the difference. Then we bring Michael Bennett in, and he's um, philosophical. Right. He's going to give you a quote. He's going to give you, <laughs> <laughs> he's going to make you think. And that resonated with us a little more. Yeah. Because that was just a different voice. Right. That's funny. Okay, so the other weird thing that I think is going on right now is Joe Burrow. So obviously last night it's a national championship mm-hmm. game. You're from Louisiana, so you were kind of rooting for LSU, even though that's not really your team. Georgia is your team, right? Yeah, but I was rooting for yeah. I was rooting for the home home state. Yeah. So I mean, I just like the story. I think Ed Orgeron is fun. Uh, he's really endearing. 
and he fits like he's the culture there. Yeah, he fits. He so, fits LSU in Louisiana. Perfect. Perfectly. Every every time he's on the mic, uh, great state of Louisiana, like go how go he, Tigers. From how he talks to yeah yeah everything. He is. He's 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 perfect for that role. But I think that Joe Burrow is like a transcendent talent. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't. Again, I don't like to compare guys like oh this is Tom Brady. Like no, because there's only one Tom Brady that's ever lived. So Correct. just yep. chill. He's not Joe Montana because there's only ever been one Joe Montana who was who is like goat one A. So just chill out with the comparisons. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I think he is going to be great. He's gonna have to overcome the Bengals, which is a whole other conversation. But what is it with Joe Burrow that people don't get? Or do you not feel that highly? About no, I Burrow? feel I feel like he's gonna be a good uh, NFL quarterback uh, as long as the Bengals put the right pieces around him. That would be the only thing stopping him. Uh, but man, he plays in the NFL scheme with LSU. That OC is phenomenal. What he does, I look, I'm like, this is an NFL place. Uh, touchdown, these are all NFL plays. Then the throws he makes, the receivers aren't close to open. He throws them open, which is what an NFL quarterback does. Right. So, yeah, I believe he's going to be a great talent. Definitely a great talent. Long as the Bengals put the right pieces around him and, and build. Yeah, the Bengals make me nervous, but I'm I'm very yeah, high on. Make- <laughs> <laughs> they make me nervous. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping, like, so the Dolphins have tw- No, he's not making the pass, uh, the Bengals. What, okay, but what what about this? So the Dolphins have 12 like this is all right this is this is what's wrong with me cuz like you know this is what that's why I waste my time on. The Dolphins have 13 picks this draft. And two of them are in the first round and then they have Tennessee's next uh two first round picks in 2021, 2020 and 2021. Houston, I'm sorry. Not not, yeah, not, not Houston. Um, this okay. is yeah, this is a deep dive. So, because this is not happening. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is not happening. Come on, what if they give them like? They are not getting. They are not getting number before. one. The Bengals need a quarterback, and the best quarterback is number nine. So they is not giving that pick up, and then. But what if they give them like three first round picks? And who? What quarterback are they gonna get? They got two. We'll be Tua? gone. We'll be gone. No, 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 no. They can. Well, How's the draft go? It yeah, goes. they'd have to move back to five. But maybe, but maybe they can give what? two of those picks to someone else, and then they can move back up and get Tua. They're not getting Burrow. This is not what's draft day. <laughs> this is not draft day. <laughs> is that happening? <laughs> <laughs> I just it's it's so frustrating because I like I'm a Dolphins fan, and there's just I don't know I don't know how I feel. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't think between Tua- him and Tua, I kind of like Tua better. But before Tua got hurt, I would believe he would been number one. Okay, so I don't. I liked Burrow more than Tua before Tua got hurt. So I'm like like OG on the Burrow. Bandwagon. I was on tour. Tour. People love Tua. And listen, I, I think Tua is great, a great talent. I don't like all the injuries. I think when you are, are you've he has had three injuries. True, true. But also, this is what he does. He's a winner. He's and, if he's available, and, and like to me, that's important. It's 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 great if you're talented, but if you can't be physically on the field, it's not helpful. That's true. I mean, the most important thing you could be is available. But in the, the day. That that's a transcending talent. What Tua brings, that arm is phenomenal. Tua is great. And I just don't. My, what, both of them are great. Both of them are like, were like, wasn't it Jameis and Mariota? Mariota. <gasps> it's like that. I hope they don't. I hope yeah. they don't turn out like that. But <laughs> it's one and two. You don't you don't lose with either one. Which I mean, one has, um, but <laughs> one has, yeah. but you're being kind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just I think I want to go with a more known commodity 
And and also I think I think Tua will have more success if he goes somewhere where he can sit behind someone for a year. Because that injury was so intense. Yeah, he won't be playing next year. Yeah, I, I want him to go somewhere where he's sitting behind someone who is going to put him in a good position, like an Alex Smith type of mm-hmm. situation for the year after. And I don't know, because there's so many teams that need quarterbacks, if that's going to happen for him. Because if he goes to a place where a team's like, yeah, we need you out, like, I'm going to need you out to this year. It could be problematic for him. Well, he won't. I don't think he'll start until halfway. Burrow? Burrow. Oh, who's going to start over him? Think they're going to trade Andy Dalton or something? Think they're going to cut him? Ain't there next year. Right, if Andy Dalton's not there, then he will. But if Andy Dalton is there, they're going to. For the sake no, of the Xavier, quarterback. For the sake no of. way. When the last, they're, they're, they're drafting Joe Burrow back to Ohio after the greatest statistical quarterback season in the history of college football. And they're going to trot Andy Dalton. He goes out, out there the first game. He goes out there first game and second game and he bombs. Then what? Now then he it, sits. Then he, now then he, he sits. bombs next. They're not going to. They're not going to. Now bench he him. sits and <laughs> he sits a couple weeks. And he comes out and he bombs. It's a little different. It's a little, di- little different. He's not ready. First week, oh, he's a bust. No. This is how, this is how you guys portray him. No, I would this never is how you do that. Portray. I would ne- First no. week, second week, he bombs. Oh, this guy's a bust. I would this never how, do that. This is how the media portrays. No, 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 no. It's not you guys, first of all. First round draft pick. I am, first, not, I, I, draft I, I am not in that category. I'm okay? saying. First of all, I understand what you're saying, but that's not that. Uh-uh. No. How? He won't. Bengals this, fans are gonna just after all this. All right, he he might be ready. There, he won't be ready. The Bengals won't be ready for him. That I can agree with. Yes, but I, I mean, if you're Bengals won't be fan, ready for him. If you're a Bengals fan and you're sitting there and Joe Burrow is sitting there and uh, Swaggy Joe and you've got you're trying Andy Dalton out there, whoo, that's a rough sell. I mean, Eli, for Bengals fans, Eli came out starting. <laughs> Eli did come out starting. Yeah, and that 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 did not work out well for them. I'm saying, but you gotta get the guy a chance. Danny Danny got to sit, look at everything, assess, say, okay, now I came in. He came in, came in balling. <laughs> he, he not came in balling, came in balling. I don't, I don't know. I came don't, in balling. I'm just saying that's a lot of pressure to go week one and go out and start. It's I'm, a lot yes, of pressure. Sharks are born swimming. You got to do it. I don't know. I don't know. Since how you he does have a great, fans. I mean, offense. I mean, uh, running back is good. Uh, yeah, they AJ, have some if AJ comes back, he'll have a weapon. Yeah, AJ and Tyler, so he had weapons as long as they come back. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. But we want it's tough. Dolphins try uh, that. Uh, uh-uh. it will never happen. But please, please. No, nah, Dolphins is five first round picks. Tool won't start, but they somehow if well, yours. No, if, they, if your situation comes true, he's starting day one for for the for Dolphins. For sure, because <laughs> sure, they are. They are Tyler colors. Fitzpatrick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick is. Well, if they take Tua, then Ryan Fitzpatrick They're tired is losing. This is tired of losing. Yes, we're very tired of losing. But but I so like then, Ryan Flores. I thought he did a good job this year. Yeah, he, everything, yes. Okay, so who wins the Super Bowl before we let you go? Uh, I have the 49ers. 49ers? 49ers win. And who comes out of the AFC? Chiefs? Chiefs. Yeah. No one's giving. I'm not giving the Titans a chance, but it'll be closer then. That run game is kind of scary for. Derrick Henry is terrifying. Man, for any team. They can control the clock. Have you have you played against Derrick Henry? We played him last year. What's it like tackling him? Is that fun? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really. Certain guys that kind of kind of make it slow down just a little bit. I'd rather get shook than get. Well, I'd rather get ran over than get shook. But that guy's a different. different you don't want to get run over by him. Uh, him, Leonard Fournette, guys who seek contact. Yeah. Make it kind of slow down, slow your feet a little bit. <laughs> him, Leonard. Um, 
running back for uh, Devontae Freeman mm-hmm. seeks contact. So, no, nah, you yeah. so and that's so that's a linebacker lineman playing yeah, running back. That's a bad man. He's a, he's a very big guy, and he runs standing up. So, yeah, I could see that being a problem. Uh, all right, cool. Well, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you all Appreciate for having it. Me. Uh, next time you're in town, stop by. We'd love to have you again. Thank and, you for having uh, me. good luck next season. Next time be a Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. We'll, we'll be winning. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm not. Oh.